Welcome to Crime and Reason on TalkZone, bringing you the backstory in high-profile crimes that television leaves out. Now, here are the hosts of Crime and Reason, John Kelly and Leo Badenhausen. Welcome back to Crime and Reason, everybody. Good evening. I'm Leo Battenhausen. And I'm John Kelly. Good evening. Hope you all had a, a good weekend and holiday if you celebrated it. And uh, it's nice to be back. Glad to, for having you to join us here tonight. John, we wanted to uh, recap the week with uh, our pilot from the German Wings Airlines. A lot yeah. Of, a lot of backwash, huh? <laughs> you better believe it. You know, but yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. even use the guy. I don't want to, I don't even want to use the guy's name. Well, I give him any more credit, but if, you know, what is, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that, but I'll tell you, we were right on. We were We had on. this guy all the way. Absolutely. We knew that this guy was in it for the fame or the infamy. Anyway, you want to look at it. And you know what? He got it. You know, and the quick knee jerk reaction to blame all of this or uh, you know, call it depression. You know, it really set back people the stigma, stigmatization of depression quite a bit. Because you know, it's getting very old when everybody's depressed. You know, they're finding these these school shooters depressed, murderers are depressed. This guy was depressed. They're not depressed. They're not depressed. They're antisocial, sociopathic people. And these, this, so depressed people normally don't behave like this. It's just statistically inappropriate to say such a thing. 1.4 million Americans att- who attempt suicide every year do it alone, John, and out of yeah, public no, view. No question about it. Like we said last week, the vast, vast majority kill themselves and don't kill anyone else. This guy was methodical. This fits right into that antisocial personality disorder or the old term sociopath, this guy was shown through the black box that was uncovered that he purposely set the controls to speed up the plane's descent, okay, and coming down from what, 38,000 feet or something like that? I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, authorities and analysts – found a a tablet-type device. I don't know what kind of pad it was, some kind of tablet-type device. And in it, it's it's nothing new to me because I've seen this before doing profiling work. He was searching suicide sites, and, and on those sites they have different methods. And they'll go from the best method to the worst method of suicide. For instance, the first method might be putting a gun up to your head. That has the highest success rate. Versus mm-hmm. the worst method, which would be jumping off a bridge where you could end up breaking your bones but not dying. You know? So, I mean, you yeah. have these sites on there, and this guy visited one. And uh, he also, at the same time, is checking out a site on the cockpit door security system. Yeah, I so, saw I mean, that. he's learning about how to how to keep the people all locked in, including the pilot. And just take them for the right of their life or a right to their death, however you want to look at it. Yeah. But, you know, and my, I'll go as far as to say this is a very bright man. I think he was of high intelligence, regardless yep. of his uh, antisocial behavior. Was he planting seeds in his computer? They, he knows they were going to go look at it. 
to put sure. uh, searching depression in there so they would, you know, say, oh, well, this maybe he was just trying to, you know, kill himself in a depression, act of depression. I don't know. You know, I'll always dig deeper, but I wouldn't put it past this guy to leave a trail to, to mislead people as to why yeah. he did what he did. But I'm very, very happy to hear, you know, when all this, the, a lot, a lot of people in the mental health field were up in arms over calling this depression because, you know, the, we are trying to make many strides in, in the world of um, depression and to destigmatize it. And um, a couple doctors spoke up, Dr. Sachin Menta. He's from the Behavioral Health of Einstein Healthcare Network. He said we shouldn't think uh, we shouldn't think others with depression will commit similar acts. Was very happy to hear that, and that's true. There could be pilots flying planes that are on antidepressants, you know. And Simon Wesley, the president of psychiatrists of Britain's Royal College of Psychiatrists, he warned airline authorities that depression should not lead to a lifetime ban for commercial airline pilots. Okay, which is good news. Absolutely is right. There's plenty of people out there that we may even know that are pilots, police, teachers, friends, whoever that are depressed, but it's being managed. You know, this is, this is not a, a catch all to commit such an act and blame it on that. So I think, I think the world's, uh, putting their head between their legs, um, or their tail between their legs this week in, in, in calling this depression so quickly. That was really, really a bad call. And we saw differently. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no question about it. Here's one for you. How about the FAA bans most pilots who are on antidepressants? So what do you think about that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. What do you think about huh. that? I don't add like to the that. stigma. To add to the yeah, stigma. That's yeah. absolutely a stigmatized attack. I work with police officers that are on antidepressants, sure. and they carry guns. Yep. And they're, you know, they're not, I don't know, I don't understand. I do, I do think strong and stringent regulations need to be in place if you're going to put somebody in a cockpit of a, of a silver tube with 400 people in it, 75,000 feet in the air. I think we better know who those people are that are flying that thing. But uh, I don't think depression is the, the biggest of the concerns here. No, absolutely. and absolutely not antidepressants. Correct. Correct is right. I'm sorry. Do you know who Piers Morgan is? You ever hear of yes, him? Yes, yes. Piers yes. Morgan, the nut, the wing nut, like you would put <laughs> some kind of journalist. This guy had the audacity to say depressed pilots on medication for mental illness should not be flying passenger airplanes. Like, who is he to make such a call? Who, where is he to get his medical degree? Yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, he's a news commentator at night, and he's a doctor all day, I guess. I don't know. I I, I don't know, but I just was amused at that uh, piece of uh, wonderful wisdom from that moron. Anyway, (laughs) what were you saying? I interrupted you. Yeah, that's okay. What do you think about this? In the weeks leading up to the crash, right, this pilot pilot was doctor shopping. Now, what do you, what do you think about that? Now, have you ever heard of a depressed person, anybody we've ever worked with, shopping doctors for their depression? Like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> is that, is that more of a cover my, cover my trail tactic? You know, the guy's that smart, but he's not that smart. You know, people with depression don't shop around for doctor to doctor to doctor. You know, unless he was addicted to pills for some reason. There you go. Now, is that something else that's going to come out? Well, that's that, you, what you, and I, right. you, you and I, you and I know. 
Exactly. You and I know addicts will block their shop all the time to get yeah. pills, to get the right yeah. pills they need. And uh, if they don't find the one that'll give them the give them the stuff they need, they go on to somebody else. So I don't know that that's interesting. I did not see that. That was on. I think I got that from CNN. In fact, I did. Now, also, too, do you think this could be uh, any type of mania that's rearing its head? Because it said, you know, that he was looking for drugs, especially for sleep. Now, you know, you and I both know there's a lot of, you know, heavy duty stuff out there for sleep. But what do you think of about course. that? Do you think it could be mania or, or part of a, a bipolar diagnosis along with, uh, all the other diagnosis, the, you know, his, uh, sociopathy and his psychopathy? Yeah. Well, that would lean most towards, um, a, a, a possible bipolar disorder, in my opinion. This guy just, if he really, really wanted to sleep, um, Sleep disorders are very common, of course, with bipolar disorder. But most people that are, you know, bipolar and they're in the manic state enjoy that state. It's a kind of like a high for them. So to be seeking out sleep might indicate to me, and I'm just speculating, that there was some other type of reason that he was not able to get to sleep. Um, if sure that why. was the, if that was even true because maybe he was doctor shopping for like uh, benzodiazepines, benzodiazepines that are anti-anxiety, very addicting right. uh, drugs. And he was used in the sleep thing and doctor shopping, trying to get prescribed. Right. Correct. Uh, yep. You know, because uh, it was, they were also saying in this piece that he was prescribed powerful medication, though it's not clear yet. No, you know it's, what he's been taking. So I, I, when I hear this doctor shopping, when I hear this, I can't sleep. Please help me. That's like if I, if I had a client come in and start telling me all this and telling me he's been to five or six doctors and he can't sleep, and can I send him to a doctor? Yeah, I gotta believe he's seeking medication. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you, but I'm not sure. Right, but for what reason, I don't know. And you know, I, I would, I would even buy that the guy was having a manic, uh, a breakdown on this flight and and downed that plane if we didn't know he was doing research on it, on how to lock up that that cockpit door, and um, and he didn't make these statements that he's going to go uh, become famous in his own way and. Bring that. You know, he he gave in the he he. That's why I don't believe it was just a you know a breakdown and a, a true say like say he survived to, to to use a mental illness defense wouldn't work in my opinion given the calculations he used to put this whole thing together and the things he said to his girlfriend that you know gave him away. So. See, that's that's where it is, Leo. You hit the nail on the head when you look at. What he said to his girlfriend, step one, okay, that's premeditation, okay? Mm -hmm. Step two, this guy follows through and starts to do research and become methodical. Step three is he becomes extremely organized and sets the computer in the airplane on autopilot to descend down to 100 feet. Step three He's so organized, 
he turns around and he jimmies the lock on the cockpit door so nobody can get through to him after he's already researched it and checked it out. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. All right. So what you have here is a very um, premeditated, organized uh, murderer. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, you know, we have to take this all into consideration. Uh, you know, this, this doesn't seem like a, a very, uh, on one hand, we can say mentally ill, but on the other hand, we have to, cause who, who in their right mind would do something like this? But on the other hand, we have to say, whoa, there was much more to this guy. This guy was more homicidal, you know, than he was depressed. Of course, you know, where, where do we, we hold, this is another reflection though of how the media and society in general really don't understand what mental illness is or, or especially depression in this case, what that means, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, this is why juries are easily swayed by high paid attorneys that can present a picture that one of their clients, a murderer, you know, is mentally ill. Cause we really don't know. And, uh, we, I think that's a, a very important piece of our legal, our legal system is being educated in that area. But uh, they'll look to keep those people off a jury, those those attorneys, won't they? <laughs> they don't want them. They don't want to put a bunch of social workers and psychologists on a jury. <laughs> you know, they sure. they want the, the common man. And no offense to anybody that doesn't understand this stuff, but it is a, it's kind of a biased opinion. If you don't know, it's easy to. T- you know, what do I know about the, you know, depression? The, the attorney brings doctors in and tells me this and that. And the other thing, this guy's has a problem. I'm, you know, why, who am I not to believe that a doctor talking to me? So. Leo, what you do know. you think? What do you think about him being in a disassociated state? Okay. Because his breathing from what they're saying, I didn't hear it, but they're saying it was very calm. As he descended the plane in a, in a, in a very horrific and murderous fashion to kill himself and everybody else. Do you believe at that point in time, some type of disassociation took place? No, I, I personally don't. I think he, he was in his glory at that moment and he was, you know, like these terrorists that did what they had to do. And the, the old kamikaze pilots from, you know, from World War II, they're set to go. I mean, if they put themselves in a dissociative, dissociative state to get their job done, maybe. Right, that, right, right. But good I, point, I good don't, point. You know, kamikaze they, pilot, good point, good analogy, know, great analogy. Sh- shut their minds down to get the job done. And I, you know, I don't want to give this guy any, any inch of, uh, of, of room here. I think it was just, his, you know, calling this depression, this like sociopathic, whatever you want to call it, act depression is like, you know, calling terminal cancer a head cold. It's just, you know, this, there's no way to make a comparison. No, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. And we know for sure we're the professionals. You know, what I, I just like to explain this association to the audience. Yeah, good point. Know what we're talking about. It's kind of like a trance-like state. Okay, and supposedly it's uh, separating, uh, you know, one from the normal mental process where they just go off into like a trance-like state. They just disassociate uh, from normal thinking, normal feeling. Uh, some school shooters 
have been said to suffer from this, that they felt like uh, they really weren't killing people. It really wasn't real. Guess what, Leo? They yeah. said that it felt like they were playing video games. Yeah, wow, really, yeah. Is that pretty wild? It's, it's Well, here's that line between fantasy and reality that yeah. is so very blurred today. And then dissociative states also, like when children are being molested or, you know, yeah. raped, they, they, they shut themselves down during the act so they don't, to make it unreal to themselves, correct? Right, right. Yeah. They, I guess that, that's a protective device. It's a way of, uh, of coping, I guess, going through some kind of horrific, horrific act to just shut themselves down so to make it not real in their mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, you know, it, and what you're talking about there is you're talking about, um, you know, just a self uh, protective mode for your psyche. Yeah. Your psyche goes into a disassociation when you're in a traumatic situation. Like you said, sadly, if someone's uh, being severely abused physically or sexually, you know, they enter this state because they're just terrified and they don't want this to be taking place. So they go off in their mind to another place so it's uh it's it's all very interesting. I still think more will be revealed. I think there's there's much much more to come on this guy. You know, a mother of one of his classmates said that this pilot, you know, should have been looked at three years ago. She looked at him, met him because mm-hmm. he was a friend of uh, you know her son who was a classmate. Yeah, and the mother said, "Hey." You know, she told her son that, you know, this guy looks like he's really got a problem. No kidding. Yeah, three well, years ago, yeah. But, yeah. you know, that wasn't reported to the airlines or anything, you know. Yeah, well, I, I do think there needs to be some way, you know, that these these guys, the pilots in general, need to be reevaluated every so often, you know, to make sure they're okay. I don't know how they could implement that, but it needs to be done, and, you know, more so maybe now than ever. But um, you know, these are I mean, these are things that are not put in place, I guess, uh, strongly enough. And the FAA is keeping people off on antidepressants out of cockpits. I think you know they're they're barking down the wrong tree here. They need to do a little more research than that and find out what's really going on. You know, most sociopaths and narcissists do not get treatment, so you would never know. Exactly, exactly. You know, they don't look for treatment to get to get better. They don't think there's anything wrong to begin with. Exactly, there's nothing wrong with them. They such think. is such is the nature of the beast. But John, we're gonna, we, I think we're gonna take a break in a minute here and come back and talk about this uh, this new uh, revenge porn we hear we're hearing Ooh. about this week. Yeah, revenge, revenge porn. porn. Yeah, revenge porn. Welcome oh, to geez. 2015. What's we're, uh, next? I know. We're uh, crime and reason, and we'll be right back. Stick around, folks. By the year 2020, depression will be the world's second highest diagnosed medical condition in the world following heart disease. 
Millions of people are suffering with depression and sadness. People ask, is depression treatable? What's causing this epidemic and what can we do about it? Psychotherapist Leo J. Battenhausen's book, Defeating Depression, The Calm and Sense Way to Find Happiness and Satisfaction, has helped thousands of people reclaim their lives. He's a licensed clinical social worker and clinical alcohol and drug counsellor. Leo J. Badenhausen shows people how to identify, address and overcome common misconceptions about life that cause many to live in misery. The book that has a five-star rating on Amazon.com is filled with priceless information to quickly bring the reader into a brighter frame of mind and assist in enjoying life to its fullest. Defeating Depression, the common sense way to find happiness and satisfaction by Leo J. Battenhausen. Available at select bookstores, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. It will change your life. Extra Healthcare Services was founded in 1991 by Executive Director John Kelly. Our outpatient drug and alcohol counseling centers provide an individualized approach to treatment with a strong emphasis on building self-esteem in our clients and helping empower them to take effective control of their lives. Our program has had an extremely high success rate because our board-certified and licensed counselors and psychologists design a program just for you or your family member to help deal with alcohol and drug abuse. We specialize in addictive illness in both adults and adolescents. Our entire team is committed to helping you or a family member become healthy. Our alcohol and drug abuse counseling centers are located in Middlesex, Monmouth, and Union Counties, with both day and evening appointments available. Call 732-721-3835 or email us at info at extracarehealth.com. That's 732-721-3835 or info at extracarehealth.com. you the truth behind crimes today you're listening to crime and reason on talkzone.com back to john kelly and leo battenhausen all right thanks for sticking around everybody we're back i'm uh, leo battenhausen and i'm john kelly thank you um we uh yeah i would see this there's a lot of news this week about um this man named kevin bollard Bullart, John, would you say? Yeah, Bullaret. Bullaret. Kevin yeah. Bullaret of San Diego, you know, 28 years old. This man is making a living on what he, well, what's been called revenge porn websites. John, you know what revenge porn is? <laughs> no, you know, Leo, you know how computer literate I am. I'm going to let you explain that one. Oh. I, I don't know how this works, man. I'll tell you. I just, you know, I've heard of revenge but I've never heard of revenge porn. Yeah, I'll tell you, as we, uh, you know, we got all kinds of new words these days. We have selfies. We have revenge porn. We have tweets, texts, <laughs> whatever. But revenge porn, you know, this is this new phenomenon. And thank you, um, internet and technology for another useful device, uh, to help deplete morality in, in our, in our world and our country. Revenge porn is when a girlfriend or a, a couple break up. And usually it's the male who is upset at the female. Okay. And now this guy, Kevin Bolarit, Bolarit was encouraging people, mostly men who, who had their girlfriends break up with them and they had a, a, a problem with it. They were jealous and, you know, possessive or wanted to just get even, get revenge. These guys were encouraged to send the naked pictures they had of their girlfriends to his website, you know, along with their, the girl's personal information for all the world to see. So people could go on this website and look at all these women 
naked pictures of these women that were intended for their boyfriends to see. And we'll get to that in a minute. And, and they literally, you know, psychologically rape them over and over and over again, taking away their identity, the dignity and, and personality and personal information. So if these, if these girls wanted to get their pictures off of this revenge porn site, they were directed to another one of Kevin Bolarit's sites, like removemyporn.com, something like this. And for a fee of about $350, he would take the information down. Talk extortion, about, extortion. talk about a, 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 a business. But, you know, I think this is what the world has come to. We need a revenge porn. And, you know, first of all, look, this problem could be greatly reduced if people would stop taking nude pictures of themselves and sending them to their boyfriends and girlfriends. You know, we, once that picture's sent, it, it can wind up anywhere, anywhere in the world. So they, you know, these victims have some, some responsibility in this. Correct? You know, I, don't, I feel for them this should never have happened. But, you know, stop sending these naked pictures around people. Like, what is that all about? Yeah, and, 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 if, and if you're having sex with your boyfriend or your husband or whoever, and all of a sudden he pulls out a camera and wants to take yeah. pictures of you, and you didn't know this beforehand that this was going to take place, look out. Because from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, Leah, once this hits the Internet, this goes all over the place. Now, even though this guy took these pictures down from this porn site for a hefty fee, Mm -hmm. you know, from these victims, I mean, I'm sure there are thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of other people who have their pictures. Right. You can take the pictures from that website. Absolutely. So somebody else has it now. Yeah. So, but you know, the scary thing is like little kids are doing this kind of thing. And, but you know, that, that's not what this uh, we're talking about here today. But uh, this, 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 uh, this was a very um, important case because it's thought to be the first ruling of its kind in this country. This, he got 18 years for this, John, in state prison. And he should. And I was thinking, is this a first? And you just answered that question. Yes, it is. But so uh, the first of many, I'm sure this, we're going to see more of this, this type of crime too. It just, these crimes just get more evil and more sinister as time goes on. And it's just hard to believe. Like who, where, no sense of any kind of caring anymore. Girlfriend, you want to put her pictures on a website? I mean, you're that angry? You're that uncaring? You know, no wonder you're broken up with, uh, to, to begin with. But yeah, this guy has got 18 years in state prison for posting about 10,000 nude photos of women on his revenge porn website. Would okay. you, would you call it, Leo, would you call this like, uh, electronic extortion? Would you call, I mean, I know it's internet extortion. I know it's all based on, uh, technology as you've written about in your book. And this is, some of the evils that can take place. It's a very comprehensive book you wrote. But, I mean, what would you call it, electronic extortion? I mean, he he, he obviously extorted them. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah, those were the charges, absolutely, extorted. There's a couple others, but electronic extortion, uh, yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. Um, these days you can, you can do this. There's, there's like viruses that pop up on computer screens, two that are you know trojan i don't know who puts these out there but you know you pop up a screen your computer's frozen and you know they the offer is you know pay us 750 dollars and we'll we'll clear this up for you 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there's another sort of, you know, that's extortion too. And these things are very criminal in, in content. And I don't know who does this, who sits around and thinks of these things, but that's another form. This guy happened to affect people's personal lives. You know, and then a lot of the victims, these women came, came in and, and testified at his court hearing and were just going on and on about how they, they've been haunted by these photos and by, you know, the, the harassments they've, they've received since they've been seen on his site. And, um, it's just, it's, 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 it's a sign of the times. So yes, I guess we can call it electronic extortion, John. I don't know who this guy was, but, uh, we're just capitalizing on, you know, People's um, evil, or if he's evil himself, who knows? I mean, can you imagine this guy? Does he have a girlfriend? Does he have a wife? <laughs> I don't know. He's 28 years old. I'll tell you, some of these victims have kids. Some of these victims have husbands. I mean, I got to tell you what, this is also identity theft, and he was charged with yes. that too, Leo. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. that added in with the extortion for the 18 years. Yeah, and that's a big, big crime these days, you know, and, and one we should all be concerned with. And this is it. But these, these predators are out there, you know. And you know, the, the, the guy started crying in court, John. You know, he yeah, saw, he should he, cry. He should cry now. You got to be sitting there, you know, in, in, a, in a cell for 18 years. You know, he should have thought about this beforehand, but always that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know, please. The first slide was, you know, uh, I forget what it was called. Yourposted.com. It's, it's defunct now. And then, uh, you know, to, to get it off, it was, uh, like I said, 350 bucks. He was, it was only making about $900 a month, but still, you know, the only thing he said he has left is shame and anger. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, well, I'll tell you, Leo, he made 900, 900 bucks a month on his internet site, mm-hmm. but with, um, Extorting the money to two fifty or three or three fifty to get it off the site, you know, yeah. going to uh, that other website he owned that would get rid of the porn. He made thirty thousand dollars on that. Oh yes, yeah, he, he made thirty grand on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he made thirty grand on that. Yeah. So, so I mean, this, right. uh, this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah, he was definitely an entrepreneur that was taking advantage of other people's, uh, you know, negative feelings, you know, and, and, and their, uh, you know, their, uh, jealous anger at at being jilted or losing a loved one to another guy or something, you know. His website was called (laughs) yougotposted.com. 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 Can you? Mm hmm. So. See, and like this, this speaks to the, the the culture of today. Okay, this millennial generation, John. We, I mean, we we had nothing like this years ago. And I have to say, we need to be more diligent with these these sexting. There's another new word we have. This yeah, today. I was going to Sex- ask you about that. Sexting. Tell me about that. Tell us about Sex- sexting. Well, the sexting has been born and uh, after the age of um, you know the cell phone. Era and pictures that how we can take instant pictures. Now, I don't think people even use film anymore. Okay. Everything's right. electronic. Pictures are now, but these people, you know, they send pictures of themselves, you know, in compromising positions, nude or almost nude, half nude, you know, back and forth 
to to uh, girls. Girls do it, and, and men seem to like sending pictures of their penis. You know, I don't get that one. I don't know if women really even like the. I mean, I don't get that. Women really, it's unbelievable, I and mean, you have to laugh. But this is this this is the generation today where sexting is expected. And it's uh, it's almost a requirement if a guy, you know, is persistent enough, you know, the girl will break down and do it. And we're talking about sexting sometimes from, you know, 11, 12, 13 year olds. And it's probably oh, even younger than horrendous. that. It's horrendous. And do they do you know, this with, while they're driving too, Leo? Well, it's hard to do. I mean, they could, I suppose. I mean, if somebody know. sent the girls at home, she sends a guy a picture, he's in the car driving. Oh he, yeah, he, he sure. Knows, he knows it's coming. He's, good, he's supposed to have both hands on the wheel, like fun. He's going to look oh, at sh- that so quick, and yeah, you, you know, your head's going to fall off, right? Sure, it is absolutely, you know. But you know, it's, it's not even. It's just. It's very sad when you think about it, and to think about the, you know the, the the lack of respect people have for themselves, you know, today too, and putting yourself out there. You never know what's going to happen. So there's a whole another type of crime, you know, being born of the internet age and of the electronic age, and of this uh, this revenge porn is just unbelievably sick and sad and evil. You really are destroying lives with this and wrecking, psychologically raping people over and over again. You know, Leo, it's public shaming by the masses. It's public shaming. To the masses. Well, I guess that's been around forever, too, hasn't it, John? You know? Yeah. Well, it's been localized pretty much, you know, with local newspapers, this and that, that shaming type behavior. But now you're talking about shaming someone, you know, not to the area where they live or where they're located, but to the world. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, we got, we've gone from the village of Salem, Massachusetts, of shaming to the world. There it you is, know. Salem. Right, yeah. you know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, but the, the, the judge said, uh, he called this guy vindictive and he, he claimed he took the, ple- he took pleasure out of hurting these female victims. Sure, you know, he's with, a sociopath. Sure. Of course he is being, you know, the, the internet being his tool of destruction. And that's a good way to put it. This, this, or the prosecutor said this and the prosecutor put it very well. The internet is becoming a tool of destruction in many, many, many ways. So, you know, for its go, it's got a lot of good, but it's got a lot of evil behind it too. So yeah, the guy. guy's making money, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's I mean, and he's having I mean, a good time doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you talk about him. I mean, this guy's making money, taking advantage of other people, demeaning them. You know, I mean, he should have gotten twenty-eight years. Never mind eighteen years. I know. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. I'm getting worked up over this guy. No, I don't. I don't know, and I don't blame you. But his mommy and daddy were in in, in the court with him too. Isn't that nice? And then he told him the, the judge he he's shown remorse. Now he he. This is a quote from from uh, the parents. He has said many times he wishes he never made the website. If he could go back and change it all, he would. I bet he would. <laughs> you think? I don't know about that. You know, everybody's sorry after they're caught. Yeah, that's know? what I mean. <laughs> he's facing 18 years. He's going to mm-hmm. go back and change it if he could. You better believe. What else is he going to say? I wouldn't change it. Come on, I'd never change it again. I do the same yep. thing over your honor. Get out of that judge. And you know, kudos to the judge. Judge didn't fall for any of this guy's BS. Yeah, exactly. fine. Thanks. See ya. 18 years later. 
Yeah, that he's right, just sitting where he belongs, because that makes a good, sets a good precedent for any other, you know, types of, uh, this, this type of behavior, this porn or revenge porn or internet, uh, porn, whatever you want to call it, extortionists. They're going to sentence and sentence highly. So this is the first case of prosecuting such a crime. This is wacko made history. Congratulations. Great precedent. <laughs> right? Great precedent. Good luck, creep. <laughs> so, um, that was interesting. And, um, just a, a rotten human being. And, um, we'll see what Maybe happens. Maybe somebody's going to take some pictures of him in jail, in prison. <laughs> now, when he's sitting around in a joint in there, maybe he's going to have, uh, a couple of people that want to take some nude pictures of him and pass him around. Well, yeah, that would be nice. A little dose of his own medicine there. Karma, you know? karma. Well, baby, karma. But, uh, other news, John. It's, uh, in, uh, your neck of the woods, source of the spell. Well, actually, Philadelphia, that's not your neck of the woods. But anyway, right. uh, so a statutory rape case uh, involving a female teacher and a student. You hear about this one yet? Yeah, and what is going on there? I have to ask you, every week it seems one of these female teachers is in the news for taking advantage of a younger kid, one of the students, and and, and taking advantage of them sexually and, uh, you know, ending up, uh, ending up with, a, with a statutory rape charge. What is that? Yep. What's going on here? You know, we got to talk about this. This, this, this uh, teacher's name was Erica Ginetti. Okay, I think she taught AP calculus in, uh, in high school. She's thirty-five years old, mother of three, and married. Okay, mother of three, pretty girl. And you're right; these teachers. It seems like every week there's another woman's face mugshot. You know, in the news for doing exactly the same thing. And what's going on with this? I don't know, but I'm looking at this. I think, and you tell me what you think, but there's some type of new, this is probably like a new diagnosis of sorts. You know, that women would do, do something like this and, and at such a regular rate, uh, and so frequently. And then, you know, if we're seeing uh, one caught every week, you know how much this must really be going on? Yeah. How much don't we know about here? Exactly. That's, that's an excellent question. You know, if, if there's one, who knows how many others there are? There's got to be many, many more. You know, and uh, the, I think the news coverage to this is kind of it's kind of a joke because we think, well, <laughs> you know, this is every kid's dream, every little boy's dream, you know, to be with the, the hot teacher. You know, it's not taken as seriously as if it's a male teacher that violates a female student. But these women are coming out of the woodwork, and here's a woman, three kids and married, attractive woman. What in the world is she doing having sex with a 17-year-old student, and why? And this this seems to be the trend. New trend, exactly. New trend, and her name is Erica Ann Gennetti, a.k.a. the Candy Dangler. The judge called her the Candy Dangler. She was dangling candy in front of this 17-year-old boy. Exactly. You know, because she was showing him these news photos, not nude, but photos of her in her underwear, with a thong, in a bikini, you know? Mm -hmm. There you go with that sex thing again, I guess, right? 
Exactly. You know, and here was another example of that. I'm sure many, many sexting pictures went back and forth between these two um, and before the, the end came and she got caught here. And she met him. Uh, she was a chaperone on in a senior prom, I think, or one of his proms. Oh my God! I know. Chaperone. Tell me about it. And then she invites, tells him to come work out with her at her gym, mm. and that's where it started. From there, they went to Starbucks, and from Starbucks, they drove in her car to some parking lot and had sex. And yeah, that was the, me, that was the. Go ahead, Leo. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that was the first, the the beginning of their beautiful uh, relationship there. Come on, let me buy you a cup of coffee. You know, you got the seven-year-old kid, got all these hormones running, testosterone's coming through his ears. Hey, why don't you meet me at the gym? Well, the first thing that's going to go into his mind is, ooh, I'm going to see a little bit more of her at the gym. I'm going for a workout. Now he goes to the gym, he works out with her a little bit. Next thing is, hey. What do you say we go for a cup of coffee? She's warming him up. She's conditioning him, right? Next thing you know, they go for a cup of coffee. And he says, oh, well, let's go, you know, talk a little bit more. We'll go to an out-of-the-way place, you know? I mean, come on. She put the moves on this guy. You know, you you were in a band. You're still in a band. Sting. Sting did a song on this. Yes, he but did. It, but it was, see, back in the day, this was all male-oriented. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And 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 what was the name of the song Sting did on this? Was it too close? Get you too close to me or something like that? Don't don't stand. Don't, don't stand. stand. Don't stand so close. Something like don't this. stand so close to me. That was about a male teacher and a female student. Correct. Then you know we had somebody else come out. Teacher. Now now there's a song Teacher that is very similar. And, um, you know, there was a group that played that, too. I'll remember, unless you know off the top of your head. Is that uh, uh, Jethro Tull? No, not. I don't know if if Tull did anything on it, but um, there's another group. uh, You're not talking Hot hot for Teacher by Van Halen? Oh, Van Halen. Yeah, there it is. But see, these are all males focused on a female student. Or, I'm sorry, males, young males with testosterone flowing, focusing on a female teacher, correct? Correct. That, this is not a female teacher focusing on a 17-year-old student. John, we got to take a short break. we got to get back into this, though. Okay, okay. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stick That's around, please. Oh. <laughs> Extra Healthcare Services was founded in 1991 by Executive Director John Kelly. Our outpatient drug and alcohol counseling centers provide an individualized approach to treatment with a strong emphasis on building self-esteem in our clients and helping empower them to take effective control of their lives. Our program has had an extremely high success rate because our board-certified and licensed counselors and psychologists design a program just for you or your family member to help deal with alcohol and drug abuse. We specialize in addictive illness in both adults and adolescents. Our entire team is committed to helping you or a family member become healthy. Our alcohol and drug abuse counseling centers are located in Middlesex, Monmouth, and Union Counties with both day and evening appointments available. Call 732-721-3835 or email us at info at extracarehealth.com. That's 732-721-3835 or info at extracarehealth.com. 
We are raising a generation of techno-savvy and social media-obsessed kids. There's a lack of real human connection and concern for our fellow man. Social side, how America is loving itself to death by licensed clinical social worker Leo J. Battenhausen explores the new generation of young people and how they are turning into godless people with narcissistic and psychopathic tendencies. Americans have become so obsessed with themselves that their country's once great bedrock of dignity and respect is crumbling from underneath us right before our eyes. Isn't it time that we regained our confidence in spirituality and the existence of a higher power? This and so much more is explored in the book Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by licensed clinical social worker Leo J. Battenhausen. Social Side is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, FaithBooksAndMore.com, and SocialSideInfo.com. Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by Leo J. Battenhausen. Welcome back to Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. Here are your hosts, John Kelly and Leo Battenhausen. Hi, everybody. John Kelly here. And Leo Battenhausen. (laughs) And we're back talking about these crazy female teachers. But, John, I just got to say something real quick. You see how we're laughing about this before the break? Yeah. This is the, this is, I mean, I, I, we should be laughing, but this is how these cases are handled with a grain of salt because these little, these boys are hot for teacher, correct? Yeah, <laughs> there's no question about it. The young guys are and they're filled with, you know, flowing testosterone coming out their ears. The bottom line is they're the child, the teacher's the adult. There's a, the teacher's supposed to know the difference. The okay. teacher's supposed to realize this. This lady knew that. She's got three kids. She's been was in a relationship for a long time. She's married. Right. I want to and, talk about you know what, what, you know. So what? The the judge got it was under fire for this. She only got thirty days for this, John. Oh, that's days, insane. You know, that's and insane. He, and he did say the judge did say it was she was dangling candy in front of this kid. But anyway, yeah, thirty days. So this this judge is under a lot of a guy would have gotten a lot more, correct? There's no, oh, they would have crushed them. Now they there's a double standard them. here, and we all know it, and we all see it. We laugh about it when a, when a teenage boy has sex with his teacher. But you're right. This te- this teacher was in charge. She's a mother. She's a wife. And she's, uh, you know, I want to talk about what in, in make, causes these women to do this. You know, narcissism. Epi- well, that's a big part of it. Narcissism. It's a huge influence of, of the, you know, these women. And you're right. And narcissism, as we know, is on the rise, is on the rise every day. And, you know, was this woman feeling, um, un- unattractive? Was her husband not giving her what she needed? Did she want to get even with him? You know, is she emotionally immature and felt like a teenager again? I don't know. And, you know, or is it all the above? You're right. All of the above. But it's it just keeps coming. And I think this all started with that uh, LaFave girl years back. Oh, remember? Whoa, oh, the motorcycle. Yeah, right? she's a beautiful girl. A beautiful woman, that, but was a teacher. But ever since her, it seems like we're seeing one of these women every week. Yeah, and, and this isn't just narcissism. This is it, pathological narcissism because she's not caring what this is doing to that young boy. Exactly. She's not even thinking twice about it. But how much do you really think this affects the boy? Now, there's a loaded question. You know, will, will, will this be psychologically damaging to a 17-year-old kid? 
I don't know. Yeah, I have a I have a hard time believing how damaging it could be or would be or if it will be at all. The one thing I will know I do know for sure is that that school is open to a lawsuit because this is statutory rape. Well, it absolutely is, and that falls under the law of statutory rape, especially because she was a teacher. Now, if she oh, was yeah. just a civilian. I don't know what the age of consent is. I don't know, because I, I hear some states the age of consent is 16. It's very possible. But, very uh, possible. Teachers and policemen and therapists and doctors, people in that type of authority position are held to stricter guidelines and standards. You can't have sex with your students. What is this woman thinking? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> That's like us having sex with our clients. Right. I mean, you can't take advantage of people. But this this is even worse, Leo, because this is an adolescent. This is an adult acting on an adolescent. And to and 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 to the judge's favor, even though she didn't get the seven to fourteen years that he could have given her. Mm-hmm. She does have to register as a sex offender, so that means that's good news in a way. She's going to be followed for a while. Well, that's true, you know. But and, uh, I don't know what, what uh, recourse or repercussions this will have on her family. What about her kids? She's thirty-five years uh, old. Her, 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 uh, her kids aren't old. Her kids uh, are gonna. Yeah. Was she thinking about them when she no, was she, eating she the Starbucks? No, 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 no. There was no, no. She, she had no conscience, no empathy. There was no thinking of anybody else but herself. There. And there's the narcissism. There there's, it is. Right? Pathological. Pathological. Right. Do what I want to do, you know. And uh, and I'm not thinking about anybody else's feelings. I have no empathy for anyone. You know, these teachers are told during their training classes and staff development days. I know this, and I have teachers in my practice. You know, they have to follow the appropriate age-old and ethical warning. Do not have a physical relationship with a student. You know, what does it take to get through this? These are their heads here. Yeah, no, this is this is crazy. And I'll tell you, the wind-up of this, too, is that she's now, since she's not teaching anymore, she's now working at a gym, okay, uh, you know, doing uh, supervision, and uh, I guess she's a professional trainer. Now, come on, how many young boys is she going to see at that gym? Well, you know, Leo, if I'm out, if I'm out profiling a pedophile, and we're looking for a pedophile, you know where I look first? I look at places where kids go. Okay. okay I, yeah. I, I look at the malls. I look at if I'm at the malls, I'm looking around at carousel rides. Where a pedophile can hang out and see a lot of kids. Sure. Okay, this is this is where they hunt. Well, this you got a sex offender here that they're throwing back. It's like throwing a shark back into a pool of uh, tuna or something because she's, got, she's visual visually uh, cued by uh, younger boys. She's going to see a ton of them at that gym. An opportunity will be everywhere, won't it? Yes, I'll be surprised if she can keep it together and not uh, relapse. Yeah, because there's going to be more. Right? I thought she wasn't allowed to be in contact with children, or was it just with that 17-year-old? Probably just a 17-year-old, because she'd have to be in contact with her own children. Right. Yeah, she have to be a kind of with her own children. But then to have a job in a gym, yeah, I shouldn't use yeah. the words relapse. I should use the word reoffend. Yeah, in her case, reoffend. This, you know, 
she's not well maybe she is addicted i don't know what this is about with these women but it's a brand it's this all very new uh behavior for the on the part of attractive women teachers do they go into the profession to do this we don't even we know maybe that's possible that's we very, don't know. That's very you, we don't know at this point. That's very, very possible. All I know, this is a new sexual addiction. I agree. And I think we're, you know, we're going to see more and more of this as well as with the, the other, the other story we, we covered, the re, the revenge porn. We're going to see <laughs> much more of this, you know, and it, it, you can't, you can't believe this. This stuff just keeps coming in and coming in. This is why it took me so long to finish social side, John, because every, every time I thought I was finished with it, something else happened in the news that I felt inclined to include to inform and warn people. Or educate the public about how far are we willing to go, you know, because of technology and and in our, our thinking these days, to bring us into such scumbag behavior. Let me put it that way. Yeah, uh, what's going on here? I mean, it's it's like all over the country, you know, this pathological narcissism that we're seeing. I mean. You know, things we couldn't make up, things we never dreamed or heard of before, and here they are. You know, really good-looking young teachers, you know, taking advantage of their students. Yeah. Younger males. Yes. I mean, it's pretty nice. Yeah. It's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty, pretty crazy. Back in my time in high school, there was nothing like this. Never saw anything like this. There might have been a male teacher Trying to hit on uh, female students. Yes, right. That was much more. That was much more likely. But now we don't even hear about that as much. So I don't know what happened there. But again, I, I think the you know the public and the media don't take these women as seriously as it it is with with men, and that's why I think they don't get the uh, the sentences like men do. Yeah, you know. 30 days. Come on, 30 days in jail. You might have ruined a kid's life. 30 days in jail. Yeah, we don't like, know what, what what's going to happen. 7 to 14 years, he ends up with 30 days. Exactly. Now, we don't know. 7 to 14 years, 30 days. You know, right, because it, I mean, it's not taken seriously. The courts don't either. So the media doesn't, society's not. But, you know, I can't just see this kid's father. Way to go, boy. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. I, I, you don't know. You don't know how the kid's taken. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Right. You know? But I'll tell you one thing. There's going to be a lawsuit here, and the school's going to lose. Of course they're going to lose. And that's uh, that's something that all schools should know, too. You know, that, that, get that something needs to be done. And how do you weed these people out? And I guess it's like it's the same thing. How do you know? How do you know, you know, who's doing what with uh, with your the kids behind your back? You know, if you're a school administrator or something, you don't know until the, the, it's over, until the crime has been committed and something came up uh, to, to expose it. Do you know how she got caught? No, no, tell me, Leo. No, I'm not sure either. I'm trying to f- find that. And uh, I think the kid came out. And, oh, he uh, told one of his friends. That's right. Bragging. Yeah. See, that's what he was doing. He's bragging. You, think- I, you know, I'm stuck in the teacher. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I'm going out with the teacher. Yeah, let me tell you what we did the other day after we had a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I mean, he told his friend. He told his friend. His friend told others, and it got around. That's how. That's how it happens. And you know, young young bucks like to brag. Young bucks like to brag. 
on their right. conquest to him, to him and to his friends. It's a conquest. He's 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 big guy on cam. It's a big deal, you know. Yeah, maybe the friend was jealous and told his parents, you know, to get the kid in trouble. We don't know. But anyway, we don't know. We don't know. This is all speculation. We don't know. Right. We don't know a thing. But it always does come out in the wash. Oh and, yeah. Um, I want to keep an eye on this this phenomenon of uh, you know female teachers and and young boys. It's just a, it's a whole new ball game out there, you know, when it comes to this. And ladies, and her too, with her or the crocodile tears in, in court. Apology letter she read and, uh, you know, please, just the, just the, the joke. Just the we joke. We gotta keep an eye on her. We gotta keep an eye on her cause she, she definitely, in my book, man, I've stayed, she's not staying away from people, places and things she's gonna reoffend. I agree. And, uh, there's, there's more coming down the line. There's been several, uh, several people, um, suspected now and other, more female teachers we'll get to. They're, they haven't been, uh, charged yet, but, you know, there's plenty in the hopper, so to speak, John. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch and we're gonna see here. You know, it's it's kind of like you wouldn't put a pedophile in a daycare center, give him a job in a daycare center. Correct, but you know, right. yeah, it's hard to believe. You know, the world has just gone batty and uh, absolutely nuts. And until we get a grip on it, it's gonna just get, get more and more nuts. It's a moral issue. And what I think that's what we're losing is that sense of morality. And well, you've written about it very well in your book. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. You know, it's uh, it's unending. It's unending. And uh, so, what we do about that, I don't know. But uh, we'll see what becomes of her. You know, there's. The, I think the kid, though, I was just going to say the 17 year old. Who knows? You know, he was having sex with a married woman that was his teacher. I, I can't help but think something. Something damaging is, is going to come with that for his psyche and down the line. That can't leave you normally, you know. Well, how will that influence his relationships in the future? You know, that's the point. That's what I'm wondering. That's the you know the unknown. You know, the 17 year old mind is not fully developed yet. Okay, they don't know. Their emotions are you know all over the world. Their hormones are all over the world. And here is this, this guy, you know, th- th- she coerced him to have sex with her. I'm sure it didn't take much coercing. Um, but yeah, this, the whole implication of marriage, sleeping with a married woman, mother of three, who is your teacher and a wife, you gotta wonder. Yeah, she's 35 years old. He's 17. So she's twice his age. She's an adult. She should know better. She has kids herself. I'm sure she wouldn't want anybody molesting or raping her children. I, I mean, yeah. So. so I don't know what to tell you here. It's, I don't uh, either. It's pretty sick. Pretty sick. Sick world indeed, John. And that's why we're here, isn't it? <laughs> to bring us sickness. That's why we're here and we're talking about it. We want to get a conversation going about it. It's very important to talk about this stuff. People need to have conversations about it. And the one thing I will tell you is more will be revealed. Indeed. That so. is every week. We come up with very revealing information, and yeah. more will be revealed next week. There's no and, uh, question about it. And on that note, my friend, we have to end. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week to Crime Thank and you. Reason. Thank you. And uh, check us out at CrimeAndReason.com. CrimeAndReason.com. John, let's say good night. Good night now. Good night, everybody.